Hi, John Deke here. We're up to scene 29 in our reflections of the very young composers of the New York Phil. And we're looking back at the 25 years of its existence, and it's a very exciting time now. It's 2011, and we are in the midst of introducing the VYC into the world of Finnish concert music at the famed Sibelius Academy. Now, the music you're hearing is by one of the Finnish children herself, uh, Vivi Helisalo, a 10-year-old at the time, a schoolgirl who wrote and orchestrated this work called Gaden Tulen Valila, which I've mispronounced, but which means between two winds. And here, the wind might be thought of as belonging to Finland's neighbor to the west. In another section of this work, Between Two Winds, here the wind is from Finland's neighbor to the east. And at the end of this scene, you will be able to hear her whole work as performed by the Helsinki Philharmonic Orchestra in the year 2013. On the second day at the Helsinki Music Center, the children come in. This is what we're here for. They range from 9 to 13. A broad range of ages and behaviors, as anyone knows who's worked with kids, I certainly know from my own children. Plus, their experience with music performance and creation is highly varied. And yet, so motivated they all are that they cohere as a group and the name, games, and rhythmic singing exercises are infused with a bright eagerness that dispels any shyness or tension. I know, and I know Lena, the youngest, get help from Daniel, who gets support from Antti. Artu of the darkened mood is encouraged by all. And here a further miracle takes place, which I hardly could have hoped for, the teaching artists, far from waiting for encouragement from Ilari and myself, take over naturally and easily, jumping in and taking turns leading activities. Right away they understand the principles of what we're after, as well as the goals of this short week. I'm dazzled. When it comes time for the ear fantasy, someone grumpily upon hearing, I think, a diminished seventh chord says, Already known. I already know the name of that chord. After a moment's pause, I tried to say what I said to the Chinese kids, only more gently. Ah, impressive. You guys are all so far ahead of the game. But now we can go more into what that chord means to you in your deepest part. Think about how it makes you feel and how it might be used depending on how and in what octave and in what instruments it's played. After a moment's awkward silence, another student declares, If it's played high, loud, staccato, on wind instruments, it could be quite frightening. 
Okay, then, we're off on a fresh adventure. For the instrument interviews, all our TA performers throw themselves eagerly and in high humor at the kids' mercies. We have violin, cello, clarinet, trumpet, voice, some of them aided by members of the Radio Symphony and the Helsinki Philharmonic. I'm always grateful and particularly gratified for when I see symphony players join in on the fun and show both a love for their instrument and a willingness to try out a scribble or a suggestion from a child. As a finale, Baivi enchants us all, and certainly myself, on her traditional Finnish instrument, until now unknown to me, the kantile. There are many different kinds of kantile, some going back to prehistory, and the one Paivi plays has a complex system of microtuning constantly altered during performance and is a horizontally held instrument of about 28 strings, not unlike a Hungarian cymbalon. Paivi is a master virtuoso. Everyone wants to write for her instrument. In fact, everyone wants to write for all of the instruments. When we play that geographical group improv game that I described in the previous scene, the kids count off in groups of three or four and scramble to find quiet parts of the conservatory to practice their secret musical creations according to the slip of paper given to them. One group meets outside, and this is November in Finland, remember, and it's snowing. I love it. And when they come back, the results are uproarious and even more wildly creative than the teaching artists yesterday, if that's possible. There is percussion, group movement, differentiated roles, shouting, singing, rhythmical motives, and quite definitely a sense of climax at the end. Could the rest of us guess what each performing group was enacting? Well, the excited discussions were the best part for me. An explosion, maybe, but what kind? A train wreck. No, it sounded more like a volcano. Yes, yes, a volcano, you're right. But what was that that you were doing, Inolina? I was the animals running away because they knew what was going to happen. One of the TAs commented, I really liked how you built up the suspense together in unexpected ways. Now it really makes sense what you did. And so on. Amazingly, a couple of the groups sketched out a graphic score to guide them in their performance. I had them go to the big whiteboard to copy them out so the group and the observers could see. We'd planned to do a whole activity around graphic scores and another one of the detail games that Bill Gord and I had always done in Vail. But for one thing, they already have shown such an instinct for graphic notation as well as the detail involved in painting a sound picture. For another thing, well, we're running out of time. To top off the day, Alina takes the lead and she teaches the kids some beautiful songs in Finnish and she has them layer them in canon until the room is vibrating in children's ethereal voices. It's another magic moment. The next day, I'm pleased that the TA performers and three of the symphony players have generously agreed to make themselves available for the kids as they begin to write out or dictate their pieces. The whole conservatory, it seems, has become a beehive of activity as TAs, students, and musicians circulate around, each seeking a quiet corner or a room to continue with dictation and scribing. 
I shake my head in wonder as I travel from floor to floor, listening in on the intensive communications. It's a good thing that we have a high ratio of mentors to students, allowing for lots of one-on-one -on -one time. Even Yuka Linkola has joined in sequestering himself with Daniel, who seems to be writing a piano concerto for himself with the chamber orchestra we are gathering, incredibly for the performance in a couple of days. Some of the pieces are coming to life as classical, tonal works, others rather atonal and experimental, one in a jazz idiom, and at least two are sounding like pop songs. I always feel gratified when there is a wide range of approaches and yet a group energy. I look at it this way. Students in a class often cohere, inspiring each other and yet feeling able to use their own individual voice and creation. Add to that the clearly enabling constraint of a concert deadline we've seen time after time. It galvanizes their sense of urgency, very often avoiding the procrastination and self-doubt that can invade so many of us as composers. <laughs> I've come to like the term zeitgeist for this phenomenon. The students and the TAs catch the spirit of the time and their immediate surroundings and their classmates. The children rule. Every last one of them has produced something special, precious, and worthy of everyone's attention. Aina, Artu, Anti, Daniel, Tara, Leo, Ainolina, Adelia, Emma, Leon, all ten of them are firmly fixed in my memory and doubtless many others. Thus, the rehearsal and concert in the spacious hallway of the Finnish National Opera is a brilliant flurry of activity and creativity. The air of the unprecedented pervades all who are performing, speaking, or listening from the main floor and the balconies. As always, I've asked the VYC kids to say a few words in Finnish to introduce their work and perhaps describe something special to listen for it. I'm conducting, though I've begged Yuka, Ilari, and Oli to conduct at least one work each. And by the way, the Finns have all agreed that our very young composer's title does not translate very well in English. So they've decided to call this program Kulla Mines Avilan. Listen up, I'm composing. Or listen, ma, I'm composing. Well, okay then, <laughs> whatever works, and it does work. We will return in March, Ilari and I, to an even more ambitious and attention-grabbing demonstration of the power of children's musical imaginations. All this coming from a couple of crazy New Yorkers, but the New York Philharmonic's educational reputation was now soaring. Rita has organized this entire process in Helsinki. And without her, none of this would have come to such fruition. Entulla Yukula Nordeva, the National Opera Education Director, remarks to us all, Why didn't we think of this before? And thus ends scene 29. Now, as I mentioned before, let's listen to Vivi Helisalo's whole work entitled Between Two Winds. And the remarkable thing about this piece, I believe, is the clear grasp of her country's situation, which is always been boundaried between Sweden on the west and Russia on the east. 
Thank you. 